In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector and we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world we'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home this is military mom talk radio and here are your hosts sandra beck and robin boyd Sandra Beck and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we have a very busy show today. We are going to uh, be talking about some current events. We're going to talk about uh, what's going on with some of the veterans' uh, program planning, and we are going to welcome Janet Revin, who's an author of Finding Tranquility Base. In last segment, we will be talking about health and wellness. Uh, Robin, boy, we've got a busy show today. We do. It's exciting when we have lots going on because there's always a lot all over the country, and I think that's really wonderful. So many communities are, one of the wonderful things about the internet is we can see what's going on in communities far more than ever in years past. I remember years ago, we'd wait to get our little weekly newspaper and wait and see if uh, if something was coming up. And now we just hop on the Internet, and chances are we're going to find it somewhere. It is. It is amazing. Um, you know, Rob, before we get into too much, I want to give our condolences out to the seven Marines that were killed uh, recently and seven others that were injured when a mortar round unexpectedly exploded during a live fire training exercise. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was at a weapons depot in western uh, Nevada. So, um, you know, it was at Hawthorne Army Depot, and we just want to give our condolences to those uh, family members and friends of these Marines that were killed. Absolutely. And one of the guests that we were going to have on, Sandra, was Brenda Garth from the Semper Fi Sisters. And uh, she's not able to join us because she is attending some funerals of some of our fallen soldiers and military personnel. Uh, So we definitely want to give her our support and thank her for all of the things that she is doing for these families. It's an amazing task that she has. We're going to have Brenda on another time um, when when she can join us, but we were uh, very proud that she is there to be with those families. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and Semper Fi Sisters is such a great organization, and we want to encourage everybody 
to check them out. It's just how it sounds, SemperFiSisters.com. And that's a national nonprofit organization that provides support and assistance and empowerment by promoting communication and exchange of information and resources to family members of the armed forces. Even though it's SemperFi Sisters, uh, it's not exclusively just to, uh, just to the Marines. Because that's what I thought, Rob, when I first heard it. Right, right. And I think it's wonderful that she is reaching out. Um, as We've had her run, in fact, it was August 27th last year, uh, was the last time she had been on the show with us. So I encourage people to listen to that broadcast because it was a wonderful segment. And we definitely will have her on again, um, SemperFiSisters.com. I think is it .com or .org? Because I just was popped on there, and it is a dot com. It is a dot com. That's wonderful. Um, we just uh, we have an awful lot of groups that we're so proud to have them on and feature them because they are truly reaching out to every military family somewhere, and I think that that's that's wonderful. That is, that is, you know, so much going on uh, these days, and there's um, there's an awful lot of information out there, Rob, on these sites, and I wanted to just take a minute and give some instruction on how to get the best out of Google when you're looking up, um, you know, whether it's charity information or information on benefits. Um, mm-hmm. It helps these days, Rob, really to be very specific. You know, I had somebody write to me saying they couldn't find our radio show. And oh, wow. they were, yeah, they were typing in things like military radio show and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, radio show about the military. And one of the things I found, you know, when doing our Google searches is the more specific you are, the better. And if you know, you know, something about the benefits or you remember a fact, uh, Google's getting really good at organizing this stuff. And, you know, there's some really great uh, websites out there like Military Connection or Military.com, okay. uh, uh, things like that that can you assist you in your search. And especially with the Department of Veteran Affairs, there's so much information there, Rob, and it's you know, it's really mind-boggling sometimes to go around the web and try to find things uh, for the military family. Right. One of the things that I have been doing this week, and one of, we're going to be talking about this uh, this segment and next segment, is a lot of the Vietnam veteran welcome home celebrations that have been going on across the country. Uh, we've had one in New Hampshire this past weekend, and we're going to talk about that next segment with Steve Boyd, our veteran correspondent. But there are a lot of other celebrations still to come, and that's exactly what I did, Sandra. I was able to... Um, just go on and say veterans, Vietnam veterans, welcome home 2013. And that's where I was able to find a slew of celebrations that have either just happened or that are coming up. So we want to make sure that we put those out there very uh, next segment. We'll talk about them. I think that's terrific, Rob. Um, do we have a song coming up? We do. I'm just watching the the chat because we're going to cue it just before we head out to break, um, and I'm I'm just kind of waiting to to get the time here. And I, I guess I'll set it up. This song I I found this song, and as as everybody who listens to our show regularly knows that I really like to put music compilations together when we have a, a holiday, whether it's Memorial Day, Fourth of July. Well, this song I happened to find, and I think I did play it in one of our broadcasts. Um, 
that was a uh, song about someone who put a military bumper on her SUV. Um, and I got kind of emotional when I first heard this song, so I wanted to bring it on, and then it's a perfect segue to go into what we want to talk about with the uh, Vietnam veterans, uh, why we should be celebrating their, their return, because they didn't get the welcome when they first came home 40 years ago. I've got a bright red sticker on the back of my car Says United States Marines And yesterday a lady in a minivan Held up her middle finger at me Does she think she knows what I stand for? Or the things that I believe Just by looking at a sticker For the U.S. Marines On the bumper of my SUV See my brother Chris He's been in For more than 14 years now Dad was in the Navy during Vietnam Did his duty, then he got out And my grandpa earned his Purple Heart On the beach of Normandy That's why I've got a sticker For the U.S. Marines So I hope that lady 
in her minivan turns on her radio and hears this from me as she picks up her kids from their private school and drives home safely on our city streets or to the building where her church group meets yeah That's why I've got a sticker for the U.S. Marines on the bumper of my SUV. We'll be right back with Military Mom Talk Radio after these messages. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Are you powerless to stop making choices that hinder your happiness, your peace of mind, your sense of fulfillment, or success? Have your choices resulted in broken relationships, job losses, and financial chaos? Then be here for Strategies for Healing from Addictions with your hosts, Gary and Sharon Worrell. Monday mornings at 9 a.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Strategies for Healing coaches and empowers and seeks to help people discover their goals and reach those goals quickly. Provide structure, tools, and perspective to help clients accomplish more in their lives. To encourage clients to think bigger and realize their full potential. Strategies for Healing endeavors to see each individual come to a place of purposeful living apart from addictions. Check out the website, strategiesforhealing.com. Then join us for Strategies for Healing from Addictions with your hosts, Gary and Sharon Worrell. Monday mornings at 9 a.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Get ready to laugh along with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Ellie Lopreet. Friday evenings at 6, 5 Central on Togedet.com. This is a truly realistic, no-nonsense, tell-it-like-it-is method that will have you laughing and crying, surviving while struggling, and hammering away at the hardships as you travel through the greatest journey of your life. Get empowered by joining thousands of other parents who have also decided to take a leap of faith into a double career with longer hours and half the pay simply because of the love they have for their children. Together, we are rebuilding a new economy that will support us rather than enslave us. Never again will we have to choose between raising our children and earning to provide for them. It won't be easy, but it will be worth it. For more on Allie and her success, check out her website, OurMilkMoney.com. So come get empowered with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Allie Lopreet. Friday afternoons at 6, 5 Central on Toginet.com. We'll put a boot in your ass. It's in Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. 
covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we have our veteran correspondent, Stephen Boyd, joining us, and we have a little bit of a different topic. Uh, It still has to do with veterans. It has to do with the Vietnam War. And, Rob, what's going on in the country this week uh, with respect to that? Well, back, uh, if anyone remembers uh, the veterans coming home in the Vietnam era, they were not given the celebration that most veterans are getting now. The World War II veterans came home. There were parades. Even some of the Korean veterans came home. There were parades. And all of a sudden... In the late 60s, mid-60s, there was an awful lot of turmoil in the country. Uh, more culturally, now now our divide is a little more politically fueled. Back then, there was a cultural divide. And the people who were fighting for our freedom were kind of lumped into this cultural statement as opposed to them being... Uh, there to help keep our freedom for um, the right to say whatever we felt like saying in public. And it was unfortunate because they came home and did not have the parades, did not have the um, the accolades that they deserved for for defending our country. So in 2011, U.S. Senator Richard Burr, who was a ranking member of the Senate Committee on Veteran Affairs, encouraged communities across the nation to establish a Welcome Home Vietnam Veterans Day. A resolution was passed unanimously by the United States Senate, designating March 30th as Welcome Home Vietnam Veteran Day to honor all of the those who served all of our armed service members members after serving in Vietnam. This Bob, was Tom. remarkable. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. That's okay. Go ahead. Well, I just think it's so amazing that this has been done so many years later and that our veteran correspondent, uh, Stephen Boyd, actually was one of those men who came home from serving, and I would love to get his view on what he remembers about that time. Stephen, are you with us? Yes, I am. Well, you got to remember that uh, that was a long, protracted war. When the Second World War ended and the Korean War ended, um, everybody came home at once or in, in large numbers. This was, you went to Vietnam, you stayed there a year or two, and then you rotated home. So, in essence, we were coming back in dribs and drabs. But what I do remember coming home, the day I came, I flew into Boston, And I landed at the airport at 4.30 in the morning. And a long-haired hippie type, I grabbed uh, a taxi driver and said, can you drive me out to Lexington? He said, sure. Drove me out there. I I went to give him a tip, and he says, I don't want your stinking money. (laughs) Welcome home. Okay. But I also remember all the uh, war protesters, uh, John Kerry down in the Lexington Common, for example, 
the uh, Vietnam Veterans Against the War, which was a slap into the face to the guys that were still there. But I don't think even those people realized what they were doing uh, for their own uh, future. Um, it was just one of those things that we came home, we put civilian clothes back on, and we started about our civilian lives again. And that was pretty much it. Um, the resentment has probably always been there. When I remember when the wall was first made, um, a lot of us thought, you know, it's a black gash in the ground, which represented, you know, our service in Vietnam. And we, we took it as an insult. Um, and I don't think anybody that's, regardless of these uh, welcome home celebrations, which are great, um, I think it's one of those things that is always going to stick with us. I think so. And is this something that you talk about uh, to high schools when you talk about veterans? Does this come up, especially because it's so different today? Yeah. One of the things, uh, Emily's high school uh, teacher, one of her history teachers, uh, had a course on the history of the Vietnam War, and he asked me down a number of times to speak to the class. So what I did was I'd go in and just listen to Q&A uh, from the uh, the kids, and we'd, we'd talk about it uh, primarily because it was uh, early on close to 9-11. So I was getting a lot of these kids, juniors and seniors, that were getting ready to go into the service, and they wanted to know about that. But you could tell, I, I remember specifically one little girl asked me, uh, she says, wars are bad for this country and you should never have gone and, and you people are rotten. And I'm thinking, okay, so her parents are some sort of anti-war types that uh, may have been the hippy-dippies of the Vietnam conflict or even somebody that was drafted and served and a parent that had served over there. It was it was odd, but I got mostly positive uh feedback from the kids when I went to talk about these things. Steve, what would you like to tell our young people that are listening today, and even our, you know, old folks like me and Rob, you know, what is something that's important for people to know today based on your experience uh, in Vietnam and given what's going on today? You know, I see a lot of the things that um, – People that weren't involved directly um, with the conflict itself, but I can see that the people that uh, go to these uh, welcome home and the departure uh, celebrations at like Pease Air Force Base when the guys are getting ready to rotate over to Afghanistan, um, the support there. And I think even when we came back that there was a silent majority even um, – my parents, my father was a World War II veteran, and the day I went in and told him in 67 that I had joined the Army, he said, J.C., don't you know there's a war going on? <laughs> and I said, yeah, Dad, I do. <laughs> but it was one of those things, you know, we've had somebody fighting for this country for years and generation upon generation. We just thought we were doing the right thing. Well, and I think that, you know, apropos for today, Stephen, because one of the things I find, you know, when I go out in the community 
is that people do forget uh, there is a war going on even today, even with, you know, the current media, even with the welcome home parties, you know, and the parades and the celebrations. Um, I think as this war drags on, um, it just kind of goes into the back of most people's minds, unless you have a family active duty or you're directly involved in the military. Um, do you think that that's something that we need to work on, or do you think that's something that's just natural to how long this war is hanging on. I think partly it has to do with the amount of time that it's been dragging on. And I've got uh, nephews that are over, have been to Afghanistan and are over there now. But I look at this I, occasionally when you hear things on the news. I think back to my time and what a long, protracted war that we had during Vietnam. And this is the same type of thing. But my mind is always on uh everybody that's overseas uh, constantly. But that's, that's from my perspective as a veteran, having been through it before myself. What advice would you give to uh, families that are, you know, either sending off their loved ones to war or welcoming them home? What was something that you wanted to hear, if I can ask that private question? Yeah, you know, that's that's really hard to say, Sandra, because... Now, when people find out, since 9-11, I should say, um, when people find out you're a veteran and had served in in the military, regardless of when, on Veterans Day, everybody used to come up to me and say, you know, thanks for serving. And I think that's probably the most important thing. You see kids around the airport, you see uh, these men and women in uniform and things like that, you know, say thanks. That's it. Something as simple as that. I saw a video, and I'm going to post it on our website. I think I did put it already on our Facebook page. A wonderful video, and it talked about this high school girl who was going out. Oh, she had to do this history project, and she was sort of flipping it as being, oh, I've got to do this project, being just putting it aside. And she went and sat and talked to this man. And afterwards, he just said, oh, that was hard. And he said, thank you. And she said, thank you for what? And he said, thank you for listening. And that, I think, is what every veteran probably just would appreciate is for somebody to say, I care about your story. I want to hear your story. I I thank you for being where you were and why you were there. Um, that that's important, Sandra. I know we've got a couple of minutes before the end of the uh, the segment here, and I want to put out because there are more celebrations. Even though March thirtieth was the actual Veteran Welcome Home Vietnam Veteran Welcome Home Day, we have some coming up in Jacksonville, Arkansas, on April sixth uh, at um, one hundred Veteran Circle. There's one in Whittier, California, on April thirteenth at the California High School Stadium. Uh, More information you can find at WHVVD, that's Victor Victor D, as uh, .org, excuse me, .org. There's another one April 4th through 7th in Branson, Missouri. There's a huge one coming up in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. I went to their website. Phenomenal. And that was there again. You'll find it online if you Google uh, veterans, Vietnam Veteran Welcome Home. And they're 
telephone number is 1-800-381-7670. Definitely look them up, find something in your community, and do your best to say thank you to a veteran. And I'd like to say thank you to our veteran, Stephen Boyd, for joining us and sharing all of that. It's difficult to share, I know, Steve. (laughs) You're welcome. Anytime. Uh, (laughs) Thank you for your service. I was listening. <laughs> you know, there we had close to two thousand people at the celebration that we went to in our in our capital, Concord, New Hampshire, and I think that they were only expecting maybe about a few hundred, and we had two thousand. It was remarkable, and it really was a testament to uh, our our soldiers and veterans. We'll be back after the break with Janet Rebin, an author with a very very fascinating book. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Have you ever wondered why America is facing such a health care crisis? Then join us for Dr. Peter DeVette Live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. You'll find out about the roots of your health care challenges versus symptom management, the holistic approach, how the spirit, mind, and body connection is critical in both the development of illness and the solution to illness, how emotions are directly related to physical illness, and how to read your body like a book. Dr. DeVette will also go through your personal questions and how you can navigate through the illness maze. Supplements, medications, therapies, treatment options, surgeries, all kinds of things related to your health. Dr. Peter DeVent live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central, on toginet.com. Because there ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. 
Military Moms. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd and Stephen Boyd. And I want to thank him for being so open and honest about the Vietnam War. Robin, you know, you're right. It's so hard for our veterans to talk about their experiences, and I just really appreciate Stephen's uh, forthrightness and his honesty in, in uh, how he felt at the time and his current thoughts for today. I think every veteran has to go through it in their own independent way. And as he's been exploring more of the resources at the VA centers and um, the hospital and all of the resources that are now available, I think so many times we think of the resources being available for the ones who are just coming home now with immediate needs, but all of those resources are there regardless of when you served. And being able to openly express some of the things that have been repressed for so, so many decades is is a good thing. So I'm, I'm reaching out to everyone who has kept it in for so long that whether it be writing it, we've had so many military writers on, we've had um, opportunities for people to go into these chat rooms and forums. It's just a good thing all around. It is. It is, Robin. And before we bring on our guest, Janet Rebin, of the uh, author of the book Finding Tranquility Base, I did want to in- ask people to look up um, about some of these veteran status changes. Because, you know, Rob, my dad wasn't considered a veteran until like 10 years ago, and then something changed, and all of a sudden he was now a veteran. And mm-hmm. I was reading about recently about how some reserve retirees may soon get veteran status. So it's really good for you to check out uh, things like military.com or veteranstatus.com. Um to find out if you are indeed eligible, because I think a lot of our older service members and some of our reserve retirees don't even know that they have uh, access to veteran benefits. I know my dad didn't until, you know, we discovered it through um, some sort of, like, home tax break thing that was sent to him. And he's like, no, no, I'm not considered a veteran because of X, Y, and Z. And then we mm-hmm. called, and sure enough, he was a veteran. So. I think it's really in everybody's best interest if you did serve to check to see if you have veteran status, um, and that can be done at your local VA. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Well, you know what? I would love to bring our author on, Janet Rebin. Uh, she has written a wonderful book, Finding Tranquility Base, which is a coming-of-age story. Um, and it's so funny because people think that's, you know, really just for young adults or teens, you know, to be a coming-of-age thing. But I think this story, and Rob, I think you'll agree with me, is appropriate for all ages because we really never stop learning and growing. Absolutely. I I think we all have something to blossom into at any point in our lives. That's so wonderful, Rob. Let's welcome Janet Rebin. Janet, are you with us? Do we have Janet? Somewhere we do. (laughs) (laughs) I know. We have her in the chat. Uh, We need to bring Janet on live. Can we bring Janet on? Hello. Well, oh, there! Thank Can goodness. Hi, Janet. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> I know you gotta love live radio. <laughs> How are Welcome. you? Welcome. <laughs> uh, Janet, this. 
story that you wrote is is so perfect for today's topic because it's a coming of age story about a young girl in Vietnam era West Texas mm -hmm. and can you tell us a little bit about this story and why you wrote it? Yes, it is a coming of age story and I wrote it because I wanted to write something that I was familiar with. Um and I wanted to delve into, I've always been fascinated by what it is that keeps people strong uh, during times of uh, turmoil or grief. And I, I wanted to set it in West Texas. It's, um, it takes place during the Vietnam War. And uh, it's told through the eyes of my female protagonist who goes from age 16 to age 28. Um, she starts out very young and innocent and silly, goofy, bored with her life. Uh, and then something happens that turns her life upside down. And we see how she deals with it and moves forward in spite of it. Um, there's also a love story involved. There's um, a... Um, uh, a homicide, so it, it's a good standalone story, but it, it, it deals with overcoming grief and, um, and having endurance, and there's a dysfunctional family, so it's, it's all about how she comes out the other end, and um, I just wanted to explore that whole, uh, what, keep, what it is that keeps people strong when they've suffered through traumatic times. It sounds like there's an awful lot of emotion built into this, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure this was wrenching for you, it, it, whether or not this was based on fact or uh, loosely based on fact. I'm sure when you write something like this, I can imagine I'd be sitting there going through boxes of Kleenex. <laughs> yeah. Um, there, there. You know, I've been through some things in my life we all have. I think every everyone sooner or later goes through something that is difficult. And I'm just always fascinated by what it is that causes people to stay strong and how to do that, how to find that eye in the center of the storm. And so I wanted to write a story about a very strong um girl who grows into a woman and how she deals with this. And it also asks the question, uh, what is love? She's involved, Riley is her name, she's involved mm -hmm. with three different men during uh, the story, and it asks the question, what is real enduring love? I'm sure that everybody evolves in one way, shape, or form what made you realize that um, this type of story was necessary? Was it something in your life that you had to deal with and therefore you wanted to um, pour out feelings? Or um, did you just realize that there were a lot of people needing to process things in their lives? Uh, I would say both. Um, definitely it was my way of dealing with some things that had happened in my own life. Um, and I've always been the type of person that wants to reach out and help someone else that's going through something similar to what I'm going through. It's just something I've always done. I've always wanted to share 
I always like to share what I've learned, especially if it's a difficult lesson. If I see anyone else, you know, going through a hard time, it's only natural that I want to reach out and, and tell them what I know. And I think when you write creatively, it gives you even more, it's, for me, it's more interesting to, to write a novel than to write a nonfiction book, a self-help That's true. book. Mm-hmm. Because you can you can explore, you can separate yourself from it. It doesn't have to all be based on your reality. You can be creative. You can come up with all new ideas. And you, I, I personally just feel like I have more room to explore a subject uh, when I write fiction than when I write nonfiction. Mm-hmm. So yes, I, I just you know it's partly exploring something that fascinated me, fascinates me, but also uh, I'm sure other people are interested too. Oh, absolutely. You know, one of the things, um, Janet, and this is Sandra, I wanted to ask you about is, you know, because today we are talking about the Vietnam War, we did have a Vietnam veteran give his perspective, Stephen Boyd, earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and your book has been touted as a metaphor for the Vietnam War. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, I think that the reason it works as a metaphor for the Vietnam War has to do with um, what Riley goes through. Uh, in it, it, I would compare her parents and the fact that they were very irresponsible. I would compare them to um, the way politicians were irresponsible, in my opinion, uh, having to do with the Vietnam War being prolonged longer than it needed to go on. Um, it ha- having to do with um, the victims of the war. Uh, you could compare Riley and her sister and uh, certain characters in my book, what they went through uh, at the hands of adults who should have known better, adults who were very irresponsible, adults who were very dysfunctional. Um, that's how it works um, as a metaphor for the war. I think that's so fascinating. I mean, it's, I love, like, you know, you know, the great books, you know, have always taught by story, you know, taught the, the um, an expanded knowledge, you know, through the art of storytelling. How did you get to become such a great storyteller? Uh, you know, ever since I was a little kid, I've been very imaginative, and I love to write stories. And my mother told me that I was too imaginative, <laughs> like it was a bad thing. And um, Never I, too much imagination. I have always written things down, even if we're talking about just lists before I go to the grocery store. I'm a writer. I write everything down, and I have... At any given moment, I will have a pile of notes on my desk that I have to turn around and get rid of, you know, because I just <laughs> write everything down. That's how I process things. Um, I just, I love writing. That sounds, I've got post-its everywhere, but I'm not a writer. So um, we're going to keep Janet with us uh, till the next segment uh, after the break. I wanted to make sure that everybody had our website, uh, militarymomtalkradio.com, where you will find this podcast as well as all of our other podcasts, as well as on iTunes. I want to direct you to Janet's website, which is Janet, J-A-N-E-T, 
Rebhan is spelled R-E-B-H-A-N dot com. You'll find her book listed there and a lot more about Janet. We'll have her back after the break. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Get ready for Wise Up Radio, leveraging your learning, leadership, and legacy with Donna Kimbrand, the edgy evolutionary, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you're an entrepreneurial leader or visionary, stay ahead of your game with insights, tools, and strategies that give you the thought leader's edge. Each week, join Donna and her guests as she'll ask the edgy questions, help you discover game-changing shortcuts to better thinking and learning, how to explore the ripple effects of leadership excellence and how to create your life as a living legacy where the legacy you leave is the life you live as thought leaders you need strategies to help you enjoy the confidence and thrill of riding the wave of rapid change for more on donna check out her website gamechangerthinking.com then join the conversation and sharpen up your wits on wise up radio with donna kimbrand tuesdays at 1 p.m eastern here on the rockstar radio network Get the competitive edge and take your success to the next level with the Gold Medal Success Show and your host, Forrest Fisher, six-time U.S. National Gold Medalist. Tune in every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Central, 6 Pacific, here on the Rockstar Radio Network as Forrest gives you access into the mindset of true champions and helps you apply these success principles to your life and business for immediate results. Each show will feature guest athletes and business experts who have achieved tremendous success and are ready to share their stories of struggle, glory, tragedy, and triumph, revealing tips and strategies Forrest and these guest experts use to propel themselves to world-class success. Many people live their whole lives wanting more. The Gold Medal Success Show will demonstrate that anyone can have a more fulfilling and satisfying life when they put a few basic principles into play. Make every day game day with the Gold Medal Success Show each Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. We'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Help us out. Put your name at the top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and our guest today is Janet Revan, and she's the author of Finding Tranquility Base. Uh, before we go some further into depth with Janet Revan, I want to encourage um, I want to encourage our listeners to check out the earlier part of our show or other episodes. We have 150 of them. Uh, they're available at toginet.com under Military Mom Talk Radio. They're also 
available under the .com by the same name, Military Mom Talk Radio, and on iTunes. So um, they are free. You can download the past three years. We cover everything from PTSD. We have experts in the area of relocation, military lifestyle, uh, parenting, family, sex, you name it. We've covered it. And what I'd like to do uh, with Janet Rebin today is I'd like to talk about forgiveness. Um, and this is really interesting, you know, with this finding tranquility base, uh, there are the soldiers, you know, that were ignored when they returned home and treated poorly as evidenced by Stephen Boyd, Vietnam veteran, and our veteran correspondent for the show. Um, but when we talk about forgiveness and forgiving and forgiving ourselves for what we didn't know, there's so much that goes on uh, with respect to forgiveness and forgiving. And Janet, I really would love to know your perspective, you know, on forgiveness and how does that affect us um, as people and specific to the military environment today with what we're going through and what we've suffered through in the past. What's interesting, the, uh, one of the lines that has come out of this novel, uh, one of the quotes is uh, something Riley's grandmother says, there's a fine line between forgiveness and denial. And what she meant by that in the story is a lot of times I think that we uh, think that we have forgiven another person or we think that we have been forgiven when in actuality what we're doing is sweeping something under the rug we're going into denial and we're moving forward and we're just trying to move too fast before we've really dealt with something and I think it's important to stop and um, really face your uh, feelings and your emotions, and that's one of the things that Riley does in this story. Um, she doesn't really understand what's happening to her at first, and then she, um, but because she does ultimately reconnect with her feelings and her emotions and let them out, she is able to to move forward. Where other people in the story are quick to sweep things under the rug, and they think they've moved forward, and they really haven't. They they're stayed where they are, and they haven't moved on. They think they have. And that's what Grammy means by there's a fine line between forgiveness and denial. Um, Riley goes the hard way. The hard way is to face the emotion, to face um, the stress and, and what's really happened in her life, and to go through the grieving process, which is time-consuming. It's not something you can do quickly. And um, it takes her a good decade to finally deal with everything. And I think that we need to remember that uh, in, in our lives every day as, as individuals and as, uh, as a whole, as a collective, that um, not to fear our emotions, not to fear um, um, what we've been through, not to fear we have to face the harsh reality before we can move forward and um, not rush the process, the grieving process. Well, and, uh, Janet, you know, you raised some, so many good points in that, you know, and I really want to 
highlight some of those points for our listeners. Um, I write for Inspire Me today, and I've written a lot of blogs about forgiveness. And one of the things that you touched upon was that the time it takes, that, you know, this is a process. This is not something that happens overnight. You know, when I went through my own journey, I thought, oh, well, I'll just declare forgiveness to the universe. The angels will play their part. Lights will come down, and I will miraculously feel better and it didn't work that way no no it doesn't work that way we you can't rush the process and i have always said we grow in a spiral you do you remember the slinkies we used to play with as kids i don't know if anybody knows what Mm -hmm. those things are sure if you you know hang them vertically it's like a spiral we learn It feels like we're learning the same thing over and over again, but we're actually moving upward. We are moving forward. And forgiveness, you can forgive. You can claim forgiveness. Okay, I'm going to forgive. And then it'll come back, and you'll feel bitter again the next day. But that's okay because that's part of the process. And we're all too um, concerned about, you know, being perfect and too fast and our emotions are there for a reason and they're there to serve us and we need to not be afraid of feeling them and expressing them of course you want to express them in appropriate manner because we get into trouble when we express anger inappropriately but if we would deal with our emotions as they come up and not be afraid of them then they would never build to the point that we have to let them out like a volcano you know so I think it's just important to to face our fears, whatever they are, and deal with them. And that's one of the things that um, one of the characters in my book brings up, um, Doug, in the end of the book. So uh, it talks about fear and how it can all come down. It all comes down to fear or love. And so the book provokes questions, what is love and what is fear? And think that if you let it it work on that level, it can be very provocative. It's a standalone story, but it also brings up some really deep issues if you allow it. And I well, think and I that's so important, Janet, because, you know, a lot of times, like, you can say, well, face your fears or learn to forgive. And, you know, I love your slinky analogy. To me, <laughs> forgiveness has been like a car on a road. And I go forward, and then I hit the brakes, and then I back up, and then mm-hmm. I, you know, I call it reverse forgiveness. You go from forgiveness to reverse right. forgiveness and back again, and this it's is the totally two nothing. steps forward, one step back. Two steps forward, That's one right. step back. That's how we but grow. It's a, and it's a natural part of the process, mm-hmm. and what's neat about your book is that, you know, readers can experience these things, because it's one thing to talk about facing your fears. It's another thing to figure out how. You know, we, we all, as people, want to stay away from things that hurt us or things that are painful. So if we can watch other people, even if they're characters in a book, like your book, if we can Mm -hmm. watch them and how they go through that process, it can help us along our own journey because it's it's a lot easier to say, oh, you got to face your fears. you got to do this. you got to do that. Well, the big question then is how. You know, how do we do that? And we can watch your characters do that. I think one good way uh, to do it is to start with not being afraid of what other people think of us. So much of it is wrapped up in, oh, well, what will they say about me if I say that? What happens if they see me lose it? What happens if they see me lose control? What if I lose my money? What if I lose my friends? What if I lose my house? What if, what if, what if? And 
you've got to finally get to that place where you just say, I don't care anymore. I want to grow, and I don't care what anybody else thinks. And when you can say that, it really, really helps you move forward. And then you just embark on the journey, and the journey is all about awareness. And when you're aware, that's 99.99% of the problem right there. The minute you become aware, that is an incredible thing because if you can catch yourself in the moment projecting or whatever it is you're doing, um, and you stop and you say, okay, I, you know, I'm feeling this, and here's what's really happening. I'm projecting onto this other person because I'm not allowing myself to do what I really want to do here. That awareness is going to assist you in moving forward if you realize what's going on. It, it, this kind of reminds me of a segment in The Lion King, and when um, Rafi is it Rafiki hits the the uh, Simba on the head and says, "Did that hurt?" And he said, "Yes, that hurt." And he went to hit him again, and he ducked, and he said, "See, you learned." And <laughs> sometimes the the reality in our lives hurts. But we learn from that, and we can't just stop and never go where we might get hit again. We have to right. say, all right, we're going to learn to duck or to protect or to to move forward in the best way that is going to give us the best out of life, I guess you could say. Well, I think we've got to also stop thinking that life is supposed to be perfect. Um, mm-hmm. That's I think Helen true. Keller said, um, to not, I, I don't I can't say the quote exactly, it's not in front of me, but do not stop thinking of life as an adventure um, because you know, life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all. And mm-hmm. that doesn't mean to say that um, when bad things happen, we're supposed to put a smile on our face and go, ha, 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 it's just an adventure, you know, right. it's not that, but it means that inherent in an adventure is... Um, you know, taking responsibility and and learning and accepting challenges. Um, if you set out to climb a big mountain, you're going to expect that you might have some trouble, so you prepare for it. Mm. Uh, you might need some water. You might need to kill a snake along the way so you don't sure. get killed. Um, there's different things you need to prepare for. And yeah. if you get to the top unscathed, hooray for you, but, you know, you you might not, and you might have to prepare for something. And I think that's the way we need to look at life is that it, it is a big adventure, and um, we take our lumps. What a what a wonderful way to look at all of this. Janet, we have to say goodbye. Uh, Janet Rebin, R-E-B-H-A-N. I want people to find you at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, BookBite, Books a Million, and IndieBound. Uh, thank you so much for being with us thank today, you. Janet. It was my pleasure. Um, I also wanted to just make sure that everybody had the name of the young girl who wrote the bumper of my SUV. Her name is Shelly Wright, and it's spelled C-H-E-L-Y-W-R-I-G-H-T. Again, very emotional song, but boy, did it have a poignant message. Next week, you're going to want to join us. We have Frank Almafitano, and I hope I said that right. He's from the United Veterans Beacon House. We'll also have Lisa Dietrich joining us. She's with us very frequently to talk about women in faith and joining her will be Rachel Dietrich to talk to us about military siblings Sandra we had an awesome show we did 
Thanks, everyone. Have a great week.